I'll just make it even 100 years for this post. 1876 all the way to 1976. A century of living. Or L-I-V-I-N. I'm not sure Larry McMurtry had any idea the lasting impression his words from Lonesome Dove would have on the world. Or when Richard Linkletter thought of the lines that Matthew McConaughey would make so iconic. How these two worlds would collide into a supernova about living as we know it. Augustus McRae, played by Robert Duvall, said it best. It's not dying I'm talking about, it's living. Or maybe Wooderson, played by Matthew McConaughey, said it best. You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Whichever the version, Lonesome Dove and Dazed Confused had it right. Good times and bad never stop living. We all breathe the same air and look up at the same sky. To me, it's about how I inhale and how I exhale, what takes my breath away or who I leave breathless. The day I take my final breath, I want to know that I have lived and that I have spent well my time on earth. We all have our version of chasing whores and drinking whiskey or chasing those high school girls and smoking a joint. No matter if you're a cowboy from the 1870s or a toker from the 1970s, enjoy the days no matter what. What if we just said, it's not dying I'm talking about, it's living. You just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. I guess what I'm saying is this. Live, love, work, and play passionately, and everything will be all right, all right, all right. So, when I wrote that post, it was in the beginning of this year, 2023. It was actually the 23rd of January. Um, and I'd, I'd been seeing a lot of posts, um, you know, everybody's still kind of adjusting to moving into a new year, you know, and, and there's always this idea of, you know, kind of changing what we do or continuing on the path that we're on. Everybody kind of has their mindset of how they're going to live 2023 and hopefully on into 2024 and so on and so on. But, um, you know, when I wrote that post, it was it was a matter of, of just trying to encourage people maybe to just live, you know, grab life and go. You know, when something comes up, don't hesitate and go with it. And and so with this episode, um, I'm going to title it, If Not Now, When. And when I say that, um, I feel like that anybody that, that listens to this podcast has probably heard that at some point in their life, um, either when we were younger or even when we get older and we're, we're trying to, you know, slow down maybe in life or, you know, we're at a point where we don't really want to, um, upset the balance of what we're doing. And, and so we go through this idea and, and I'll just, I'll start with comparison, comparing, um, Lonesome Dove and Days to Confused and kind of go into some of the, um, ideas or philosophies that maybe I have on both of these. But, um, what we see between, these two is there's a lot of similarities between the characters and there's a lot of um of of ideals within the two that they can they can run this parallel of of how we're living life and so 
um, I'd been taking notes because I've been thinking about this one for a while and and kind of what what I've come up with starting off is there's this coming of age and there's this going of age. And what I mean by that is, you know, if we look at Days to Confused, and I hope that everybody's seen it, and if you haven't seen it, please see it. It's it's an iconic movie. Um, you don't necessarily have to be a fan of the 70s to, uh, to really understand the movie. It's an iconic movie. Um, it was a breakout role <laughs> for, for Matthew McConaughey. Um, if you've Red Green Lights, written by by Matthew McConaughey. You can kind of get a little bit more insight on the movie. And then as far as Lonesome Dove goes, surely surely everyone has seen the miniseries. I'm just going to call it a movie, but but growing up it was a miniseries. It was one of those things that that, um, we all talked about the next day at school. Um, We sat down with our parents and watched it. It's an iconic book written by Larry McMurtry and also turned into an iconic um, movie or miniseries. And you don't have to be a fan of Westerns um, to to really enjoy the movie. It's it's an epic uh, story. um, And I think that, that also it's one of those that we should all take the time to see um, the book is really long, um, take you a long time to read it, but the, you can probably sit down and binge watch the series, um, in a day and get a whole lot out of it. But anyway, going, going back to, to what I started with, um, this coming of age and going of age. So with Dazed and Confused, it's sort of this coming a coming of age film. You know, we've, we've got these young characters uh we've we've got the eighth graders that are now becoming freshmen in high school and then you have the the junior class which is now going to be the senior class so they will be the the leaders of of the school and kings of you know of of everything we do i think we can all relate to that at some point in time uh going through our high school years and then at the same time lonesome dove there's this going of age and what I mean by that is, is you take, um, you take Call and 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 Augustus McRae, and there are these old Texas Rangers. They're in the you know kind of that twilight um, time period in their lives. You know the sun is setting on them, and they've lived this spectacular life of being Rangers and and fighting in the the Comanche Wars and chasing down and capturing outlaws and so on and and they've kind of hit this point in their life where you know something needs to to happen you know and and that's where we we come in relatively quickly in in the film you know where they uh where Woodrow F call decides they're going to take a cowherd to Montana and they're going to start ranching in Montana so there's this this idea of you know they're going to hold on to what's left of their their sunset of their twilight life and that's kind of that going of age and so we we can draw this in and we can also throw in a little bit of coming of age because we throw in in newt um played by rick schroeder uh but that's i'm just going to kind of interweave him throughout this because it, i'm focusing on 
on the the coming of age of of dazed confused and the going of age of of lonesome dove and there's this wisdom on on both sides of these stories um you know we have these these um sort of uh notes of wisdom given by wooderson played by matthew mcconaughey then of course we have all of the wisdom that's shown, um, you know, through Augustus McCray, played by Robert Duvall. And along the way, there's these moments that they have to prove themselves. There's these moments where they show affection towards each other without showing affection towards each other. And there's these these happy moments. And then, you know, as far as is dazed confused i wouldn't necessarily say there's any sad moments but maybe there's these moments where we sit back and we take a deep breath and and reflect on something but um but so i'll kind of kind of start you know with the beginning of the two you know we 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 come in to lonesome dove and and we have these characters you know uh doing things um you know, to, to just live, you know, we, we take, we obviously have call, we have, we have Augustus McRae, we have Newt, the kind of bastard child that we all know his history. You know, we have Dietz, we have PI, we have Jake that comes in, uh, Jasper, and we have all these other characters come in and they all add to this dynamic of how they can help Captain Call and, and Augustus McRae live out these these final adventures. Um, and they all bring in their own, you know, little dynamic. There's, you know, obviously this friction with Newt because, you know, there there's this this um this struggle with him because he doesn't know who his father is, but but in the end, we all we all we can see the writing on the wall. We know who his father is, and and so there's this this little bit of of where what do we do with him? Where do we go with with this coming coming of age character? Uh, which we can go a little bit, you know, if we go over to the dazed to confused side, we go to Mitch Kramer, who is the the coming freshman, you know, who is this there's this issue because he obviously is the little brother of Jody who who is his big sister who's a senior and she kind of causes a little bit of friction with him because she's you know she asks these seniors to take it easy on him you know because they they do this this initiation ceremony of paddling this freshman but so we we start to see a little bit of similarities there and so I'm going to try to draw some comparisons with these with these characters. So we go with Wooderson, who has graduated high school. He's he, and I, I can't remember exactly if if he was a year ahead of the incoming seniors or a couple of years ahead. But he's obviously this character who gives off this old sage wisdom. And obviously, if we've seen the movie about every iconic phrase or scene in the movie involves Wooderson. Every everything that 
that we quote today from the movie, we damn near quote all from Matthew McConaughey's character, but I draw his comparison to Augustus McRae, uh, Robert Duvall's character, because they both are these sages, so to speak. They have the most iconic lines um, in the movies, and they they are also very much the ladies' man um, in in both in both movies. They they have every you know everything that that they are after. All of their wisdom comes from chasing women or going after a woman, um, and so there's there's just there's those great similarities between the two characters. And then we take um, uh, Woodrow F. Call, who's played by Tommy Lee Jones, and then we can take Randall Pink Floyd, um, who they called Pink um, in Days and Confused, and they're kind of they're in this struggle with um, what to do next. They're they're struggling with their own wisdom, but they're but they're also uh, you know they're also very wise in their own their own way and their own respect but they're but but they're also seeking some comfort or companionship in a way guidance i guess from you know the wooderson or the augustus mccray character and and they have these ideas of what they want to do um you know pink wants to play football he wants to be the quarterback but he wants to do it on his own terms uh, because he, you know that's kind of his makeup. You know he he's very confident in what he does, and he doesn't want anyone interfering with that in a negative way, so to speak. Because you know, obviously in the movie, they're trying to get all of the football players to sign this agreement that they won't uh, do anything nefarious over the summer that would jeopardize their their future football career for the senior year. And where Captain Call. You know he's he's wanting to do something that seems nearly impossible. He's he's wanting to take a cowherd to Montana to to basically unsettled country that's a long way from South Texas, and he wants reassurance from Augustus McRae, but he also plans on doing it regardless if if Gus says yes or no or if he helps or not. He has his mind made up of what he's going to do. So, so he's he's dead set on on building a cow herd and driving them to Montana. He wants to be the first ones to do it, and he's he's already dead set on that. Where you know the same thing with with Randall Pink Floyd is he's he already has his mind made up that he's not going to sign this paper and he's going to play football on his terms. So there's, you know, there's a good, uh, comparison between them. Um, and we start to see this, you know, the, the coming of age, the, the, the building of men. And then we also see this going of age where these men that have proven themselves over the years are trying to make one last um, effort of proving themselves to maybe them to each other or to the world that they can, you know, that they can make this one last great adventure. 
and along the way, you know, we have these these other characters that that become involved. But now I want to draw a comparison between Pink and Augustus McRae, where they we we kind of deviate a little bit from the characters where Pink struggles with his girlfriend Simone in the idea of having another girlfriend Jody, and he's towards the end of the movie he's kind of stuck in this little bit of this this position where he damn near has to make a choice between the two where Gus who has this this deep love and affection for Lori Darlin or Lorena Wood but he has this long lost love for Claire um, the rancher um, in Nebraska and there's this struggle there of what what does he do you know and and we see you know i think we've all at some point in time coming of age have had been in that same position at some point in time where we've we've shared this affection for two you know two two women um you know or you know maybe there's you know a a woman who's shared uh, you know affection for two guys but there's there's a little bit of that that correlation between the two films of, of trying to figure out um, how to, how to love them both or making that decision of which one is more important or which one is best. You know, how, how do you leave, you know, one for the other and have it be the best thing for whatever they're doing. And so I, I found that to be a real um, interesting um connection between the two um and then we go into uh you know these other characters uh you know we take jake spoon and i can kind of compare him a little bit to o'bannon who was was ben affleck's character because they they kind of you take jake not um uh because they're both you kind of dislike jake spoon and you kind of dislike O'Bannon for their different reasons. And, and it's hard to say, um, you know, obviously there's a little bit darker uh, ending for Jake Spoon's character because he, you know, he falls in with a really bad crowd. Whereas O'Bannon, you know, the worst thing kind of happens with him is, is he gets made a fool of. So in their own way, you know, Jake Spoon gets hung, um, you know, and that's kind of the end of, of him. And then O'Bannon gets the paint dumped on him when, you know, they kind of set him up in a trap to, uh, uh, to make a fool out of him. But at the same time, we take a, we take a character like, like Jasper and where does he kind of fit in? And it, I try to try to find a place for him, um, because he he's he's kind of just a smart ass and I can put him a little bit um I can compare him a little bit to Benny who is played by Cole Hauser um but but I think more he he falls in line a little bit with O'Bannon and also with Clint um who we see at the end of the movie uh, when they're having their party at the moon tower because we take Jasper, who ends up fighting with Newt, 
And it's more of Newt establishing his place as a um, as someone who can run this ranch as a man. You know, he's 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 experienced a lot by the end of Lonesome Dove. He's seen a lot of tragedy. He's been tried a lot, and Jasper's kind of been goading him the whole time and, and kind of goading everybody a little bit. And then we also take. Um, Mike's character, um, who's kind of the, one of the nerdy guys uh, played by, by Adam Goldberg, and he decides to test the mentality of everyone because he's felt, he felt like he was made a fool of a little bit earlier. So he ends up picking a fight with Clint, and in both scenes, the fights get broken up. And we, we kind of, we don't really get a good answer of of what it proved and Dave's confused but we got a really good answer that it shows that that Newt will end up being the the leader of men in Lonesome Dove at least in the crew that that chooses to stay um on the ranch in Montana and then we have all these other characters kind of inserted through through both films that add an importance to every scene or every situation, there's intent and strong um, purpose for every character that, that goes down the list. And so I, I, it took me a while and I, and I could probably keep thinking on it and come up with a whole lot more um, comparisons between all of these characters but i guess what you know when i when i started this discussion um a moment ago you know i started it out with if not now when and that is basically the the idea of you know when we're presented with these these adventures or presented with these options to do things if we don't do them now when are we going to do them so you know the idea that that Woodruff call presents this idea to 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 augustus mccray of you know why don't we take a cow herd to montana and there's this this idea of how crazy it is but at the same time it's like you know the the sun is setting we're in our twilight years if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. So, you know, if we're going to do it, you know, and, and there's, you know, there, there is a line, you know, basically where Gus says, if we're going to do it, let's do it. And so they decide right then and there that, that that's what's going to happen. And in Days to Confused, there's, there's this, this idea of, you know, these freshmen coming in, you know, and, and they, they they are given these opportunities to join the cool kid crowd. You know, if if they don't suck it up and jump in there now, then when are they going to get accepted? When are they going to get brought into that fold of these seniors or the dynamic that these seniors carry? And at the same time, the the kind of the goal towards the end of this movie is they're just they're wanting to go get tickets for a concert and they just basically got to get through this night of shenanigans in order to jump in the car the next day. And, and I think they're going to Houston to get, 
to get tickets to uh oh gosh now i'm gonna lose my my train of thought but i think what it what it and, and i'm gonna try to end this discussion and go into to just talking about you know my ideas and, and beliefs on my year but what it is is we we get down to this scene of of call and captain call and gus and and they're having this this philosophical talk about living and dying and it's where we you know that it basically boils down to this whole idea and we get to the iconic line of of you know uh, gus saying you know it's it's not dying i'm talking about it's living and it brings everything into perspective for everybody that's watching the movie and listening to everything that they've been talking about this whole time and it really sticks and and i know that it's stuck with everyone because i've seen it quoted time and time again on social media and the same thing goes for when they're all laying out on the 50 yard line on the football field and they're talking about you know the rules and and how you know they're they got to break these rules and they've got to live life and it's when you know Wooderson basically you know he's he says it best and I think it's once again we we collide with the wisdom in in these lines you know and and he basically you know when he says you just got to keep living man l-i-v-i-n and I think that that sums up everything that that we do you know and in going into a new year i feel like even if we've been given the opportunities to do things when we when we step into january 1 of 2024 we look back and we realize that a lot of the things that we had been presented with we didn't take hold of so now it's it's a matter of you know are we going to take a hold of these things this year you know are we going to embrace these opportunities to to get a hold of things are we going to take that new job are we going to focus on how we're going to train our horses for this year or is it starting a clothing line or is it starting a podcast there's so many things that that we can be presented with that we just have to go with this mentality of living you know and 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 just i don't want to say necessarily throwing caution to the wind but in a sense you know we will be throwing some of that caution away and just living you know just just taking those opportunities and going with them and so i'll just kind of reflect a little bit on I'll, I'll give examples of kind of what what I've I, what I've been presented with this year and, and the things that I would like to do going into 2024. And I think probably the easiest one for me to to talk about would be doing this podcast. You know, I I'd been asked all year long. And even a little bit into last year, uh, 2022, people had, you know, kind of encouraged me to do a podcast. And I'd kind of been, you know, I, I've talked about it a bunch about being hesitant about doing a podcast. 
and finally, you know, I, I sat down one day and thought, you know what, if, if I don't start a podcast now, I probably never will. And it becomes easier the more we do these things and, and the more we, we, we become braver, so to speak, or we become wiser when we, when we start to do these things because we learn as we go. And I think that that's the best way to do things is to just learn as we go. So doing the podcast really, you know, um, shed a lot of light on on what I had written back in January, and I can speak a little bit, um, a little bit more um, as an authority on it because I'm experiencing it now. Um, and probably, you know, uh, I look at these things, you know, throughout the year that uh, that I've learned from. Um, and I don't want to say that that I'm on this this backside of of aging. You know, I've I've come of age and now I'm on this going of age stage in my life. But but and I don't want to say that you know that I'm in my twilight years because I'm not I'm not quite there yet. But um, there there's just this this idea of of you know now I'm at a point where I don't really hesitate. Uh, when a good idea comes, I say yes. And I've always, I've learned that along the way. Um, Rick Rubin was really good, you know, about uh, in his book, you, you know, you say yes to every good idea and you say no to every bad idea. And and I've not been presented with, with a lot of bad ideas. Um, you know, so so a little bit more of, of if not now, when, you know, when I broke my arm, I could have very easily just um, sat out uh, the rest of the year, even though I mean, maybe I, I'm making I'm making a big deal out of it. But uh, to me, it was a big deal because if I hadn't decided that I'd just go ahead and show, good or bad, whatever the outcome was going to be at that last horse show after having surgery, I would have never known if I hadn't tried it. And so I was presented with that idea of you know if not now when so i i went ahead and did it and things turned out um pretty dang good uh for that weekend and so i i was i was going it going into the end of the year with this little bit of a cloud going kind of hanging over me because there was this idea of going to vegas and I had made up my mind at that point that that I wasn't going to go, and then I in in a podcast. I guess it would have been podcast number six, maybe. I'd talked about if I don't go to Vegas now, I'll never go, and that was the if not now when I was presented with with the opportunity to go. Kind of that, um, you know that 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 fork in the road of saying yes or saying no. And it wasn't a bad idea. So there was no reason to say no. So I said, yes, I went to Vegas and without, you know, I mean, like I said, it was my first time going and and people were probably going to get sick of me, you know, talking about my time in Vegas, but I did a whole lot of living in Vegas and I, it was a, it was something that I'll never regret doing. Um, I, I, the amount of, of 
just what I learned about myself while I was there. You know, I, I, I experienced a lot and it was kind of that condensed journey in a matter of it was six or seven days maybe, but, but I was, I was giving, I was given so much material to, to learn more about myself, learn more about this world that, that I'm living in now, because it's not just a ranching world that I'm living in. It's not just this, this cowboy world, this horse world, but I have jumped off into this, um, social media world, you know, with, with TikTok and Instagram and now with the podcast and possible other, um, adventures that I'm, that I'm going into, you know, I'm, I'm having to learn as I go once again, but, um, what's got me to this day, you know, it was a matter of, of once again, it was, you know, if not now, when, so, you know, with all of that being said, you know, I was presented with one more opportunity to kind of close out this year and it was a, a huge opportunity, even though it's a minor kind of addition to things. But I think in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be it's going to be very important for me, um, very big for me because I because of my passion for for storytelling, for writing, for movies and for just creating in general and it was going from Vegas to Austin to do a little voiceover work on uh, Ben Christensen's uh, movie Le Grand, which is his, I, you know, is from what I've experienced, it's a very much a passion project of his and, and something that, that, you know, leading up to the end of the year, I felt, you know, I had a lot of my friends that had a lot to do with the movie and I felt somewhat like I had missed the boat, so to speak. And, you know, I I kept thinking, gosh, you know, y'all, y'all are lucky to be a part of this, you know, and, and it goes back, there's a little bit of, you know, I'd kind of gotten off of social media back when, when I lost mom and dad in 2016. And I, I felt like, disappearing back then you know i i missed out on a lot of chances but but i'm making up for that now so it was another um another great thing to happen because i didn't hesitate to say yes you know i i didn't give up the opportunity to live you know outside of my comfort zone and you know sort of it'd be like taking that journey to montana with a cow herd you know or you know going against the grain you know when your coaches are trying to force you to do something you don't believe in and you know it 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 really sort of um enforced a lot of what i've been wanting to say and in a lot of what i've felt um, over just the past year, you know, it, it is the idea of, of, you know, just, just embracing things and, in, in living, you know, and cause that's what it's all about. It's all about that, you know, that L I V I N. And so I want to go into this next year, you know, um, 
really concentrating and really focusing on the idea of, of living more, saying yes more, and encouraging others to say yes more. Um, you know, something pretty simple I can bring up is, is um, two days ago I was feeding cows and I get a message from uh, Tyler Terry and he sends me a picture of him wearing a pair of checkered vans. And this was something he was pretty pretty dead set on never, ever doing. And and so he, he finally, you know, he sends me this message and it tells him, you know, tells me to, to save a place for him at the cool kids table. And and my response back was, you know, the, the more you wear them, the more you'll get used to wearing them. And it's just an example of the more we do the things that we were uncomfortable with, the more we become comfortable with them. And then the more we can encourage others to be comfortable with those things. And so that was a small thing that, that made a big difference and, and gave me a little bit of uh, fodder for this podcast. And, and maybe it'll encourage others to quote unquote, wear the checkered vans. So, um, so I'm not sure, you know, how much, you know, I can go on any further about this without just keep repeating, um, the things that, that I've been, been talking about and and so i'll probably just make this a short uh podcast uh this time um give somebody a quick listen um and so i guess what it what it boils down to is you know if not now when and and I hope that that people will will take that and really go with it. And and I'm going to I'll finish this this podcast with a quote um, that I saw the other day. And, and it just happened to I think it was just serendipitous that I came across this quote. But it was a quote by Yoko Ono. And she said, you can be very wild and still be very wise. And I think we can take that and apply it to Augustus McRae or Wooderson or apply it to ourselves. And as long as we can maintain that wild side, we will build that wisdom. And then that wisdom in turn will help us keep that wild side. So um, I'm going to close it out uh, with that. It's the last day of the year. It's New Year's Eve 2023. Tomorrow will be January 1st of 2024. And I think I would like to say that um, I'm just going to keep riding this wave. 2023 has been an awesome year. Um, I can't say enough about about all the new people that I've met, the new relationships that I've that I've created or that have come to me, and I'm going to protect and grow those relationships. Um, I appreciate the 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 old friendships that have become stronger, you know, I've become closer with a lot of my old friends and, and I've become closer with new friends. And so I'm just going to keep riding this wave of, of positivity and just roll right into 2024. And there's a lot of, of good things coming. And so I'm just going to leave it there. And once again, thank you to everybody that, that listens uh, to this podcast. It means a lot and, and it's going to grow because of everyone that listens to it. Uh, so 
uh, happy new year. Uh, make it a good one. And remember, if not now, when? And like I always say, there is always something to chase. Adios.